Blog Talk Radio. How would you like to get the inside scoop on the secret sauce of show business? Imagine being ahead of the pack when it comes to knowing how to land that part you crave in that film, play, or TV program. Listen to the Inside Acting Radio Show hosted by William Powell, the king of D.C. media, at blogtalkradio.com. Search Inside Acting. Good evening, my listeners out in Radio Land. Tonight, I'll be conversing with Deanna Mollier, star of the upcoming film Black Girl Down, the film Cartel of Fornia, and TV shows like Yo Soy and Container Wars. Now, there's a GoFundMe page for Black Girl Down. If you go out there to uh, the GoFundMe website, uh, you go in there and you search for Black Girl Down feature film pilot. She's been an L.A. Raider cheerleader. She's been on The Price is Right. She's been Miss America and Miss International, and she's on the line, so I'm going to Go ahead and see if I can bring her on the air. Good evening, Deanna. Well, good evening, Mr. Powell. How are you doing? Awesome, awesome. Good to have you back on. Great to be here along with you, and congratulations to you as well as being a first-time debut director at your film festival. So excited for you, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was a that was a marvelous experience. Uh, being a director is all about organization. It was uh, <laughs> challenging. And as a matter of fact, we're going to do another one. We're going to be doing a 48-hour film project in Baltimore, and uh, that'll be in a couple of weeks. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a fan, so I'll be watching. I'll be watching out for you too. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for those words of encouragement. So now before we even get into Black Girl Down, now you, correct me, were you in a national Nike commercial? Yes, as a matter of fact, I was just able to go ahead and post that. Of course, you know, you have a contract that definitely lets you know when, how, where, when you can go ahead and start posting that you were part of the Nike campaign. And it is basically a campaign that involves women of all ages the campaign is named uh, Keep It Tight, and uh, it basically defines the whole fact that there is no barrier when it comes to age. So I'm really excited. The, uh, the actual commercial should be airing probably sometime in the next six to eight weeks. So I'm in the segment where they have the football players, and uh, I cannot give it away because obviously, you know, you got to wait for it to air. But I was given permission to go ahead and be able to post some behind the scenes when we shot, and it was a lot of fun and didn't think that I would be able to do something such as a Nike commercial at my age, but I did, and I'm very, very proud because, again, there's no definition to the age these days, and I'm proud to represent the women of the 50s. <laughs> That's awesome. That's very, very heartwarming, you know. Uh, yeah, that uh, people of all ages, sizes, shapes, that we can get out here and make it do what it do. So let's switch gears to um, Black Girl Down. I know it's a modern-day Western. It deals with some very, very dark and, and serious issues. And you have the GoFundMe campaign, so talk talk about that. 
Well, first of all, it is an amazing, amazing, amazing content that we are touching. And we are touching the content of human trafficking slash human sex trafficking, which, you know, in our um, environment as well as in our community is not very much talked about or not much of a subject to be brought up, you know, during conversation between, um, you know, whether, whether it be on the political, on a, on a personal note. It's just something still that is very taboo. And this is really near and dear to my heart because during the times that I have ran for Ms. America, Ms. International, even currently being Mrs. Latina USA, I, uh, I've had always a, a great experience working with girls who have been victims of either human or sex trafficking and being able to help along with their rehab, whether I'm training them for new jobs or training them, you know, preparing for pageants or just basically everything and anything that has to do with um, developing them for, you know, their current life now, and they have been victims and survivors of human trafficking. So, again, like I said, it's held a very near, dear part of my heart when it came to, you know, being brought on and signing on as talent for a black girl down in covering the content of human trafficking. And with that said and done, um, the interesting fact is um, everybody that's casting on board, including the director, and he is a first-time director himself. His name is Mark Wayne. And then we also also have Jay Gutierrez, who is along um, the co-director on the project as well. And we all came from the same actors' workshop, which was located in Ontario, California. And uh, so, anyways, Mark approached me about the project last year. spoke to, you know spoke about it to me, and you know he said, "Hey, this is what I want. I want you to be the lead on it. You know, do you want to sign up? Do you want to go ahead? Do you want to do this?" And of course, there's a hesitation because. Um, when I read about the character, who she was, and, you know, she's basically the madam of the compound, uh, she is actually a villain. But knowing her mm. backstory, that she was once a victim of the crime of human trafficking herself, um, again, that's what really brought a grip to the whole role, just knowing the fact that she was once a victim herself, which that's what happens with a lot of people who do, you know, survive sometimes from such, you know, uh, violent types of acts that happen to them, and they do become, unfortunately, involved in the crime themselves. But again, there's always yeah. an opportunity opportunity for them to rehab from it. But with the character being able to have that full circle and tell her story on screen, with the fact of she was once a victim, she was not o- you know always a negative person or a person who wanted to do bad. But this is basically right. how she ended up with the character in the actual movie. So um, it's been an amazing, amazing journey because um, all of us are, um, you know, all of us on board, again, we're very well acquainted from class, so there is definitely talent, uh, newbie talent involved. And But it became a film family, and it became a passion project. And with that, you know, came the fact that it, it was an amazing script, and just knowing the whole format of the film, it's being played out right now, and we're basically gearing into post-production. We're in the editing part of it all. Um, we're excited mm-hmm. because we're going to be submitting to the Downtown Film Festival, and it's basically getting its own 
its own entity in itself. You know, it's drawing a lot of yeah. attention from a lot of organizations and everything. So we're getting a lot of support. So with the GoFundMe, that sets in with the fact of us raising the monies to obviously go to um, the film festivals. We would like to also right. submit to um, a lot of film festivals here in California for the next year to come. We're again to put the content out there and put awareness out there about human trafficking. And um, again, it's 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 a huge journey. That's what it is. It's a huge journey, mm-hmm. and we're advocates, and we really, really want to put the story out there that this is really happening. And it's it's just an amazing, amazing. Like I said, it's a passion project that we just really want to, you know, raise the awareness of the human trafficking, trafficking along with the sex trafficking that's happening here, not only just locally in California or all over the United States, but internationally. So it's a pretty, yeah. pretty exciting project to be part of. And like I said, there's a lot of people who are getting involved, and uh, we look forward to a lot of upcoming events that are going to be you know, coming about as far as fundraisers and everything. And like I said, there's a lot of people getting involved, more than what we ever, ever imagined, you know, as far as people getting involved and being on board, you know, post-production and getting this project, again, it being a passion project and the word out there and the awareness about human trafficking. Yeah. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, you've, you've done a mm-hmm. lot of lot of hard work on that one. So now I want to kind of move uh, to a little bit lighter note here and take a right turn into uh, this name of this project here, Cartelifornia. So that must be that must be a, either action film or a comedy film or both. <laughs> it's actually a little bit of both. Um, I pretty much, and again, I thank you so much for lightening the the whole conversation because I do laugh because it is. It is somewhat of a, I would say, a Sharknado meets Rambo, where you do have the spoof <laughs> part where. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, yes. Instead That's of it funny. being flying sharks, it's basically going to be us yeah. women, you know, going around and uh, basically, you know, taking charge of. Uh, the cartel and um, putting them in their place, and it, it so happens to be yes, it is uh, women versus men, and uh, we do a lot of crazy, brutal stuff to the men to put them in their place, and mm. uh, yeah, I mean we we are definitely some some women that kick some real booty. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you are going to be laughing. You're going to be laughing like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she just did that to that man. And it's just, uh, I mean, I'll give you an example. Uh, geez, I hope I hope I don't offend anybody. But um, when when it does come, come, come from a, a Hispanic Latin woman's point of view, we could, we could definitely be very, very vindictive. <laughs> Not me, but, <laughs> uh, you know, the culture, the whole culture can be very vindictive. But when it comes to the cartel, they're very well known for um, pretty much letting the families know that, hey, either, you know, your husband's dead or your spouse is dead, and they deliver a part of the anatomy to the family. Well, in this case, we, we deliver uh, the anatomy of the man. <laughs> To to their moms, <laughs> and that's where again, how come a lot I knew you? How in. how come I knew you were going to say that? 
I think the title says it all. Some, that's a great I don't I know, exactly. that title. That title says it all. So it's all you need to know. Folks. It does. <laughs> and yeah, it does. And in my um I, I play I play the jefa, which means boss, you know, in Spanish and I do speak Spanish uh, a little bit throughout the film, so I'm really excited about that too. And so, you know, I pretty much uh I'm in charge of, of the cartel ladies and and it, it was a lot of fun, and it actually has been a lot of fun shooting. We have a final scene that we're going to be shooting in a couple of weeks, and it's going to be a funeral scene. So that, in fact, is going to leave a cliffhanger where, uh, again, it's going to leave the open end for, um, you know, sequels to be done. So it's definitely something that's going to be on Netflix, and I'm sure the Latin market's going to love it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. So now you play. Yeah, you did. (laughs) It's gonna be a hit, folks. You heard it here. So now you play Holly Pumpernickel. What a name that is. Uh, Perfect Chaos. That must be another comedy. Oh my goodness. Yes, uh, that's gonna be another another fun film, and there is uh, some big name uh, people attached, uh, talent attached to that. And that's another very exciting project that I'm looking forward to. And um, Romando, which he is an amazing first-time director himself, but, you know, with the experience of us um, actors being on board, you know, it's definitely going to be, uh, again, it's going to be a lot of fun. It, it is a comedy. It is a comedy that takes place in a, in a lawyer's firm. And my character is a, the temptress vamp, you know. I did not mm. say tramp. I said vamp. And, uh, and she uh, she does what she does to get the job the job done. And yes, there is cleavage involved. So, <laughs> mm. so it'll get funnier and funnier as the interview goes on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's this <laughs> other film you uh, I see here, uh, beautiful. That's a strange title. Seems like according to the poster, it looks like a more of an action. Uh, police procedural type piece it was actually an old folk Japanese piece which again that was amazing to shoot I got to have the uh, the opportunity to shoot with Petra Dieter she is a an amazing director and actress herself she comes from the Asian um, Asian, um, Asian community she's amazing as a matter of fact she has a lot of uh, a lot of films right now, short films going on in the film festival. She's very successful uh, as far as uh, her being a storyteller herself. And so she brought me on board for Beautiful, and it was a short film that went, that went to the Culver City Film Festival. And it was a Japanese okay. folktale that had to do with the murderer. And uh, I played the murderer. And, uh, yeah, so it, uh, she's called the Slip Mouth Woman. So, and that's exactly what she does. She killed her victims slicing their mouths in half. So, yes, that was the part I played. <laughs> oh, Deanna, what are we going to do for the slicing and dicing tonight? This is crazy. Uh, it, I have been across the board. It, this has been an amazing year. I mean, when you really start telling up what I have been doing, and the year hasn't even yeah. been up yet, it's been amazing. It really has been. And it, it really, um, you know, I'll be honest with you, uh, Mr. Powell, it's, it's been almost a little bit groundbreaking this year because I've actually finally been able to break the mold of the Container Wars reality TV 
um, right. mold, which I don't mind. I don't mind at all. I don't even mind going back into reality TV when it comes to closet diggers because, again, I'm portraying myself, and it's something that I will always be doing. I will always be closet digging. I will always be helping uh, you know, as far as the celebrities selling their contents from their closets and everything. As a matter of fact, that's how we've been raising some of the money uh, for our GoFundMe. Is been um, I've been selling off some of my memorabilia from Container Wars and uh, contributing to the GoFundMe campaign as well. And so, mm-hmm. you know, with that said and done, it's it's something that again, reality TV has been amazing. It opened up a lot of doors for me. But to now be you know, taken seriously and being, you know, put on board with SAG projects and being attached talent, that to me, again, a door has been opened where now I can go ahead and explore many roles that I love playing and not just be typecast as somebody who can walk around a container yard, you know, with cleavage and being sexy and, and, uh, you know, being a bidder on the show. So it definitely has been an amazing year for roles to be played you know, on projects. So I'm really, truly excited because um, just, again, looking forward to the film festivals uh, with uh, Black Girl Down. That, like I said, is going to be an amazing role, and it's not a role that I never thought that I would ever play, but it mm-hmm. is just an amazing role. And Car California is, <laughs> again, uh, <laughs> fun, <laughs> fun and amazing. And, you know, again, like I said, I've just been very blessed this year. Very, very blessed. Yeah, and, and speaking of uh, Container Wars, it seemed like you have this uh, this face-off with the girls from Shipping Wars and Storage Wars. What's going on there? <laughs> well, an opportunity that uh, I I passed on. And uh, that was uh, to be a part of a uh, another series in UK, and I did pass on that. And because uh, again, there's something about me, Mr. Powell, that you need to know that I am very authentic. Across, uh, I'm very authentic across the board. Uh, I don't yeah. like putting down. I'm not somebody who will pick a fight just because or anything like that. Everything has to happen authentically with me. So when they put me with two other women that are strong personalities, and they're like, okay, we want you to do this, we want you to do that, da-da-da-da, we want you to bring this on. And I'm like, hmm, well, why would I be doing that? And so when they pretty much said, well, because, you know, da-da-da, this and that, I'm like, well, guess what? That's not me. That's not who I am. I'm somebody who empowers women. I'm somebody who is an encourager. I I love having women be either or just as strong as me. If I'm basically a backbone for them, that's, you know, who and who I truly am, but I'm not going to defeat the whole purpose or try to put a woman down just to feel like, you know, inferior or superior to her. And that's why I just said, nope, passing on that. So, again, it's not all about money or fame to me. It's all about putting the integrity of who I am out there as an individual first before anything else and being truly authentic. So, yes, I did pass on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that sometimes you have to uh, hold hold fast to uh, to who you are and not and not let the industry shape you. Oh no, no, absolutely not. Yes, and and you know, like I said, I come from a background of pageants, and I wouldn't be who I am today, continuing you know my humanitarian work along with my philanthropy work, um, if in fact if it had not been for the women that I had met along the way in pageants. So I'm very grateful, very thankful for 
women and men being a part of my life, although I have dealt with more men in the industry, even with my very first cast on Container Wars where all the men, uh, you know, all the men, and, uh, but hypothetically speaking, you know, I'm a business person, so, you know, whether I'm dealing with men or women, I get the job done, and that's all that matters, and television's been all about getting a job done, and the same thing with film, and so I respect both men and women, and all of the above. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, I want to... Um kind of take a look at the directing world. So it looks like you're directing a show called Closet Diggers. Yes, yes, that is totally my project. It is. Uh, that has gone through a lot of changes, but right now it is with a production company, and we are in development with that. And I'm truly excited because, again, it touches the different areas of um, – as far as reality TV, bringing a celebrity's closet and having a person take me through their closet, take me through memorabilia, take me through outfits that they've worn on the red carpet, and giving me their backstory. And my favorite story to tell is definitely Mr. Steve Harvey himself. Um, When I spoke to Steve Harvey, and by the way, hello, Mr. Harvey out there. Thank you so much for, you know, (laughs) taking part. (laughs) Uh, When I spoke to Mr. Harvey and I did ask him, okay, what would you donate from your closet and raise the most money for your charity of choice? And uh, he he went ahead and he gave a story about the first suit that he wore at the Apollo Theater for his first appearance there. And he moved us to tears, telling us that wow. he never thought he would be there. And it was an emotional roller coaster, and that's exactly what Closet Diggers is all about. It's all about bringing a celebrity or a socialite, letting them know about pieces from their closet that they're going to obviously give up for charity. But with that stems the whole fact of drama, a roller coaster of emotion on behalf of that celebrity, and them taking taking you for a ride for an auction item that they're going to put up that they're hoping to raise um, monies towards their favorite charity. And you know, with that said and done making people realize that, hey, guess what? You can own Steve Harvey's suit. If you want to go ahead and wear it to a gala, it's going to be a name that you can drop. You can say, hey, this is Steve Harvey's suit. I want it from an auction. And tell his backstory how, you know, that suit basically went through the whole fact of being at the Apollo Theater for the first time and Steve Harvey wore it. And guess what? You walk out of that gala or that event being a star because you're wearing Steve Harvey's suit and you have a backstory to tell it. So Closet Diggers is definitely something that, again, that will be driven with drama, with, you know, emotional um, meltdowns on behalf of the celebrities, giving up their items, you know, for auction, raising money for their favorite charity, coming out the hero, and then somebody being able to buy that item and name drop and be able to tell a backstory about that celebrity. And it's something that basically is, it's a legacy. It's a legacy, and it's a fun-filled show. It's a 30-minute show right now in the making, and we're really excited about it. Yeah, that's I'm I'm very proud that uh, that that's something that you're behind because now compare that to you know the the other the project you passed on. I mean that that, mm-hmm. that right there shows you have a good vision. So the this the show you just described is more a lot more inspirational and it's oh, yeah. aspirational and it's yeah it's it's a it's a better uh, trajectory than 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 that other show. Oh. Uh- 
absolutely. Believe me, I always want to make uh, my mom and dad proud, my family proud. But along with that, I always want to create a legacy of always giving back, always being able to have that opportunity you know, that opportunity to give back to your community, regardless of what your status is. And with that said and done, you can be any age, you can be any ethnicity, and with closet diggers, that's what it represents. It represents memories, memorabilia, something that can go on and on. And right now, you know, secondhand stuff is such a trend that, again, this show is just going to be another level of where that second trend can go or giving that opportunity for that outfit to have a second chance, third chance to be worn and have history to it. And that's basically, you know, what I want to create and, and recreate and be remembered by, not being out there fighting and, you know, being somebody who's not anything like that. I can portray a film, a character, but who I really truly am is what Closet Diggers is all about, a humanitarian, bringing happiness bringing joy, bringing authentic drama, meltdown, because it's hard to let go of some of our stuff from our closets because they are fun-filled memories and memorabilia. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I want to move toward uh, health and fitness. So how are you keeping yourself in shape these days? Oh, wowza. That's all I can say is wowza. Uh, exactly what I'm doing right now from the time that I wake up till the time that I pretty much lie down and go to bed, I have the opportunity to really, really live out my passion and my life each and every day, and I'm very grateful to my higher power up above. I'm grateful to the universe, and I'm grateful to just, again, the fact that I am healthy you know, I did go through a total thyroidectomy uh, four years ago. I had my biggest mm. health health scare ever. Um, I watched myself totally deteriorate right my you know right in front of me and in front of my family. And um, I just said to myself, "Okay, wake up call. Um, just got to take better care of myself." It was something I never expected, you know, to happen. I overcame it, and um, and so I just said, "You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and build up my body." to be the best that it can be, to be as resilient as it can be, but for the most part to be and feel healthy and have that energy to basically, you know, get through my days. Because without having a thyroid, you definitely run on a second engine, which is your pituitary gland, and mm. and with that said and done, you can definitely burn out easily by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And with that, mm. I'm very natural. And I have a very good diet. I have a basic diet. I eat a lot of chicken and vegetables, and I do exercise three to four days a week. I have a wonderful team of doctors that help take care of me as well. And I would love to give a shout-out to to my amazing orthopedic, Dr. Mora in Orange County. Thank you for taking care of me. (laughs) (laughs) And amongst other doctors that have just been um, taking great care of me, and um, so I just have, honestly, a full team, including my husband, um, that look after me, and because it's go, 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 and especially right now with everything, with the way it's going, it's just go, 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 so staying healthy is definitely a very, very high priority. It's up there, you know, along with the the number ones, and, uh, you know, one thing I really have to stress to women, of course, you know, becoming of age or coming of age is you need to eat. You need to eat. There's no such thing as crash diets 
or you know you need a, a depleted uh, you know calorie intake. You need your calories to burn, and with burning calories, you're able to maintain muscle, and with that, you're able to retain a lot of other stuff, all of the above. So definitely staying healthy through diet and exercise and spirituality and husband and doctors. <laughs> have you ever tried uh, intermittent fasting? I have. I have. I actually did that when um, I came out of the hospital um, due to the fact that, you know, I was pumped with a lot of fluids that were not, you know, in my favor. So, yes, I have, and um, those have actually been very beneficial for me, not only on a physical level but even spiritually because it it definitely allows you to have a little, a lot more clarity, not a little, but a lot more clarity in your <laughs> mind. It's definitely a lot more clear. Yes, so I have, I have been down that route, and it has definitely helped me. And I'm assuming you have too. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been doing it for some months, and uh, does wonders for your cholesterol and your weight and everything. So I, I love. Oh, it. I know you I, look I, great, I, I, by the way. I saw your pictures. Oh, I was thank like, you. Wow, looking good. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I eat between, was it 8 a.m. and 4 p.m., so it's working out pretty good for me. Yes, it does work out. And see, I don't work, the, I mean, I don't I don't um, eat beyond uh, 6 p.m. Is, uh, pretty oh, much okay. I have like, my last meal about 5 p.m. or so and go to bed religiously about 9.30, no later than 10. Oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, step back into the past and uh, ask your advice what advice you would give to a girl entering the world of patents? Be authentic. Be yourself. Because not only will you grow, but you'll continue to grow, and you definitely will evolve into the most amazing person that you never thought you'd be. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, a bonus, qu- bonus question. <laughs> Bonus question, what do you think about uh, the new heavyweight champion, Andy Ruiz? Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's it's always amazing when somebody can be defeated and come back and win any type of a title or disease or overcome in life. Or, you know, to me, again, you don't need an actual – you know, trophy, crown, heavyweight belt. When you come back and do something and you feel accomplished, that is the most successful feeling you can have in your life. So, again, a huge, you know, congratulations to him. And, again, the Latin American, you know, uh, society is definitely and community is celebrating that. So I definitely have to say congratulations. Very exciting. Excellent, excellent. So, um all right, I'm going to hit you with a philosophical question. What is your motto for success? I'm going to go back to the same thing I just said, authenticity. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is authenticity. It's, uh, it's definitely have uh, paid off for me, and, you know, I've preached it to so many, and they come back and they tell me, my gosh, how how is it that I did not meet you a lot sooner? <laughs> and I'm like, being authentic is just truly, you know, again, it's the best reward in life. You know, people can turn around and can't really say much except the fact that, you know, I own it and everybody else around me owns it. 
And guess what? You can walk away at the end of the day and love who you are and love who you are and who you're becoming and wake up the next morning and continue to embrace life and live it and not just exist. There you go. There you go. Okay, before I let you go, what's the best way for people to book you? Just go and reach out to me on Instagram. Believe it or not, I have never had an agent or I've never had a manager in my whole life, although it is happening right now. I am being, you know, asked to be represented. But, again, I'm I'm okay where I'm at, and uh, I love keeping it simple. And so in that case, you can go ahead and reach out to me on Instagram, which, you know, I'm at Lay. Same thing on Twitter. I'm at Lay one And if you want to go ahead and reach out a little you know, a little bit more in a personal note, which I don't mind giving out my, my Gmail, and I'm at deanimalay at gmail.com. And I'm on Facebook at deanimalay. So, again, I keep it authentic. I even put out my phone number. And, no, I don't get crazy calls. <laughs> I don't, but I do get calls. I do get calls to, hey, do you want to go ahead and list my property or can you find me a property? Sure, because that's something that I will always do. You know, I'm a, I'm a licensed realtor as well, and I always will be, and I love helping people, you know, achieve their their goals and their dreams and finding their home or if not selling their home. So, uh, you know, with that said and done, again, you know, just uh, being able to be there for people, you know, on the side of real estate, it I, it's amazing. I love doing what I do. But when people, you know, pretty much say, is that what you really do? I said, yes, I do. And then sure enough, you know, they're like, my gosh, you're just a normal person. I'm like, yes, I am. But I, I do, I do, and I can, will, and <laughs> definitely uh, will help you. <laughs> Again, I've been so blessed. I don't have many crazy stories as far as um, as anything else except the fact that I've had an amazing fan base. Uh, majority of them have been men. They've been very respectful through the years. I still talk to a lot of the fans, and uh, the Container Wars is still going on and on and on and on and on, and, and the fans are amazing. So, and But, again, you give respect, you receive respect in return. So that's one thing that I definitely always do with the fans. And I have become a, a lot more less reserved and shy, so I'm starting to post a lot of the artwork that I have gotten and received recently. And uh, they're amazing. They really are. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for them as well. So I'm very thankful for the fans all over the world, internationally, nationally, within the United States, and, and everywhere else. I'm very thankful. And you got to remember, Mr. Powell, you got fans too. I'm one of them. <laughs> so I'm looking well, out for your work that. too. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. So, it, makes, it, well, makes, Deanna, it makes love. Yeah, it makes it love. Yes, all about love. There you go. All about love. Okay, Deanna, well, it's been a pleasure. I really enjoyed the time. Me too, and thank you so much for sharing the GoFundMe, and I look forward to chatting with you. I'm sure after we see we receive a lot of, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to receive a lot of outpour for Black Girl Down, and I, I can't wait. And, uh, again, looking forward to speaking to you soon. Because you're going to be on my Yo Soy de Animal Lake because I'm going to highlight you as my director of Up and Coming. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. I'll, 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 uh, yeah, we'll be in touch on that. Excellent. Okay, sounds great. Sounds great. All righty, we will talk soon. Okay. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye.
Okay, folks, remember to do something for your career every single day and break a leg. Night. Under the dark, you pacify me. Hold my breath. Take me down, I won't fight. Beat on my heart, you drum inside me. Somewhere my death makes the sound no one can find. I never met anyone like you. Like I did On walls of 